Today's message, okay, is um, it's God's search and bring joy mission. Search and bring joy mission. Okay. Um, the last time I talked, I, w- I was wearing some military garb. I still have my military shirt on. So this is not a search and destroy, but it's a it's a search and bring joy. You know, message, and it's all about us going to, uh, you know, people. Okay, who we know that we love, people that we've been disconnected with, and trying to reconnect. Okay, and let me if I can get this up. This is this is so weird that this is happening. Okay, I'll just play from this. So, in in your programs, what I did was I I put a little a little card. You guys see this right here? Okay, and what we're going to do is. Uh, this is a mission, and part of the mission is figuring out who does God have on your heart right now that he wants you to reconnect with during the holiday season. Okay, who does God want you to reach out to, to touch? Because so often, there, there's people that are, um, that are on our hearts that we just, um, we just don't connect with for a variety of reasons. So as I'm, as I'm speaking today, what I'd like you to do, if you could, is if, if somebody comes to mind, uh, just just write it down, and I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to do some, a couple of interesting experientials, uh, you know, with this. So, um, so anyway, uh, how do we reach out? Um, basically, we reach out in a variety of different ways. It could be asking somebody to come and, you know, have a cup of coffee with us. But before we do that, we need to figure out, you know, who, who is it that God has on our heart right now to reach out to, whether that's somebody who's a... Uh, uh, colleague, maybe somebody going through divorce. I think more than anything right now, God is having us reconnect with people who are our friends and acquaintances that because of the hustle and bustle of today, and, and I'll tell you what, we, it's hard for churches, not just our church, but any church, to put home groups together because everybody is running so hard and so fast. This wasn't the case 10 or 15 years ago, but it is right now. But um, as John was saying and as we've been you know, hearing from uh, you know, some of the folks you know, today, that God is putting people on our hearts that he wants us to touch and he wants us to move toward. So, okay. this, I'm, I might be on, folks. I might be able to get us, get us on track. I've got all my notes are in this PowerPoint, which is why I'm, I'm struggling here. But it's still, uh, we've still got some enemy attack going on. So, sorry about that. In fact, I can't even see it now. Anyway, um, let's see. <laughs> All right. So, uh, one of the things that uh, I was doing, um, this was about a, a couple, I don't know, let's say five, six weeks ago. Uh, I, was, um, I was seeking the Lord, and I was crazy enough to listen to somebody by the name of Jackie Pullinger. And I don't know if you've ever heard of Jackie Pullinger, but she was one of our inspirations for uh, you know, our ministry. She was somebody who uh, basically said, Lord, I'm your servant. Send me somewhere. She hopped on a boat. She went to Hong Kong, and she ended up in the, in the slums of Hong Kong for years ministering to the addicts and uh, just bringing the power of God and uh, deliverance to a lot of you know, just tons and tons of people. And it was just amazing, uh, you know, what she did. So I was listening to some of her messages. And Jackie Pullinger, she doesn't play. She just says, you know, we need people to be moving, you know, in, in the kingdom, moving in power, moving in the spirit. 
And I was crazy enough to listen to about two or three of her messages and was really getting convicted. So I said, okay, Lord, I think you want us to talk about this because I think you're sending us out. I mean, there's, there's something going on here in the church. You're sending us out, and uh, you want us to, to reach out. So I do what I do sometimes from hearing from God. And this is a, a little bonus lesson. If you want to hear from the Lord, okay, this is a, a technology, a spiritual technology, but it really does work. You just ask the Lord a question and then start taking down, you know, whatever he says to you. And just, you know, type it out on the computer. When you're done, you can review it and see if it lines up with Scripture, if it lines up with the character of God. So that's what I did, and I was going to share with you what I felt the Lord, um, you know, shared with me after listening to Jackie Pullinger and asking the question, Lord, what do you want me to do with all this? And he said this. He said, um, it's about seeing, it's about compassion, uh, it's about mercy, and it's about you know, delivering undeserved favor to people. And uh, the word for compassion in the Hebrew is a word called rakam. And rakam means you, you feel the child. It's, it's, it's related to the, the female womb. You feel the child kicking. You feel the child kicking. And God wants us to have compassion. But so often, you know, in life, we don't want to extend our feelings out. Uh, we don't want to feel that. But as mothers... Okay, all you mothers know that you can't get around it. You feel and you care and it's deep. That's the compassion of God. That's the compassion that he wants to give us. So um, the, the first part of the message was about us being afraid to engage. And he said, it's about seeing. Open our eyes. Open the eyes of our heart to see. Take off the governors of our feeling so that we can bear to look at the poverty of others. Cast our shame of being inactive before the Lord in repentance. So forgive us, God, for we have been afraid to open our eyes because it will require a response that we're unable to give. Forgive our hard, hard, hard hearts for not opening them up to the broken around us. And I don't know about you, but sometimes you're just, you just don't want to extend mercy or you're just too busy or you're running and, and our hearts just say no to God. I don't, I don't know. I mean, this, is, this could be a peculiarly Jason problem, but, you know, there's an opportunity to minister and you're like, I got to go. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not there. And I think there, there's a guilt that we have and a shame that we have sometimes. And the, the Lord wants to lift that from us. He wants to lift the shame from us and he wants to um, just bring us into a new place where we're not convicted, but we're, we're willing to say yes. And the other thing was about family, is that um, we don't want to deal with messy family relationships. And here in the holiday season, this is real important. It says, um, the, this is what I heard the Lord say, the family member that we have chosen not to have compassion on, not to deal with. Forgive our shame in turning our backs to those who so desperately need an encouraging word or just someone to listen to them and to hear them and to stand with them. Press into that relationship that is broken. And it says in Isaiah 58, um, and this is another one of the inspiration scriptures for us, our, our ministry to the poor. It says, do not hide yourself from your own flesh. Now, nobody has perfect families. They, they don't. But sometimes there's that relationship that you just don't want to deal with. Maybe the person's messy. Maybe you've got some, some issues going on. But I think what the Lord is saying and what it says in Isaiah 58 is that we, we can't hide ourselves you know, from that. It, 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 sometimes we're ashamed because we haven't been there like we should because, after all, they're family. You know, it's one thing, you know, being hard-hearted towards somebody else, but when it's family, 
it just it puts something in us. And I think God wants to alleviate that from us. And this is the, the message of encouragement that he had. He says, but there is hope. Where we don't have the capacity, God will give it to us. It says in John, and the Lord gave me this scripture too, even when our own heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. So even though those negative voices are saying, you've messed up, you haven't been there, you've been unfaithful, you haven't been a good brother, a good sister, a good uh, a daughter, a good parent, whatever, the Lord says that that's okay because I am bigger than all the shame and all the accusation that's going on inside your head. So, so you know, with that, um, you know, we basically acknowledge that, and it says, we will not serve and love out of our limitations, out of our weak, shallow hearts, but we are called to love and serve out of his never-ending, unexhaustible river of love and mercy. So open our hearts, Lord. Give us the grace to open our eyes to the hurting and the broken around us. And it starts with our surrender of our right not to look. See, it's, it's an act of our will. If we want to enter into the place of being loving and compassionate, reaching out to people that we, we really care about. I mean, I'm talking about friends, old friends, people that, you know, because of the years, okay, they've just drifted away and we're like, oh, it's going to be really awkward, you know, going to this person. We just we give the Lord our hearts and realize, okay, he is bigger than our hearts, bigger than our shame. And when we do that, it just it gives an opportunity for the Lord to start moving on us and for us to operate not out of our limitations and out of our shame, but um, it opens our heart to God's, gra- God's grace. It says, he said, give us grace to open our eyes to the hurting and broken around us, and we surrender our right not to look. So it's really, it's an act of repentance. It's like, okay, God, I'm guilty of not wanting to look. I'm guilty of not wanting to reach out to my friend who I care about and I haven't talked to, and it's going to be awkward. I surrender that right, and as soon as you do that, as soon as you do that, it's like an act of obedience. You know, you line yourself right up, you know, with the Lord's heart and with his scripture, and, you know, you're in a position to do, do this. So, here's God's challenge to our church and to all of us. Can we say yes to God? Can we say, I will look, I will open my eyes, I will allow your heart, God's heart of compassion, to enter into my heart, and see and feel as you do. Can we say yes to that? Because if we do, our hearts will flow with his love out of our hearts. Out of our hearts will flow his tears. Out of our, our, out of our hearts will flow his hands of actions that can't help but do something, whatever that is, whatever that we're led to do. And we can trust that. And that is all that he asks, not to go to China or Syria, but where we are right now. Open our hearts to him, trust in him, Say yes to him, and he will lead us to where the desires of his heart want us to go. And, and the last and final thing that the Lord shared with me. Hey, John, could you do me a favor, too? Um, could, you, could you open this up? Maybe take this back to the sound booth, because I think we can, um, uh, we can get this thing up and running. So just that thing, and there's somebody there. So, so th- this is the simple call. Um, it says, it's, th- it's this simple. Like the good Samaritan, as you go, act justly, love, show mercy, and walk humbly with your God. Be willing to express what God desires from his heart to express. That's living in abundance. That's walking with Jesus, and that's the prize for us. So the Lord's, the Lord's been sharing this, and I was just asking, Lord, what, what are you saying here to our church? You know, how does this word, you know, fit into what God's doing, uh, you know, in our church? And 
we've had some interesting words. I mean, this is a church that opens up the microphone for the, the spirit to speak. I mean, that in and of itself, I'll tell you what, you know, there's not a lot of churches <laughs> that are willing to do that. Um, but we do. And, and one of the things I've noticed is that there's been such compassion, you know, in the prayers where, where people are saying, oh, you know, today, you know, Kathy uh, and Rhonda with your family, you know, just reaching out there. We've had people where there's um, just, you know, pain in various situations or praying for um, the homeless, praying for um, people who are dealing with mental illness. That there's, there's God's heart of compassion is just like it's rumbling underneath here. And then Steve had a, had a, has had a couple of words that I think are very, um, I don't know, accurate in terms of what God's doing. Your first word that you had a few months ago is that we're in a place of transition, that we're transitioning from wherever we were to wherever we're going. And you guys might remember when John was speaking um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, are we, we're on. Hallelujah. Ricky, thank you. We have tech support. Um, you remember John was talking about that Bob Dylan song, uh, The Times They Are Changing? Do you guys remember that? And John, for whatever reason, you were like, well, this is weird, because you were kind of tearing up, you, you know, and it, it was just getting all emotional. Well, sometimes when you stand in this place, okay, in this pulpit before you, I'm not standing as me. I'm standing as a representative, and that there's, a, there's an anointing, there's something that comes from God that you didn't even plan. But what was interesting about that song is that it was, it was in a time where things were changing, things were in transition, it was right before and right in the midst of the Jesus movement. And, and John, I don't know whether this is the, the official prophetic interpretation of that, but I think this desire of your heart for, for a move of God to come, when, when, when you shared about the times changing, there was this resonance in your heart and your spirit that things are changing, that we're moving into a time that's very similar to that time back in 67, 68, 69, 70, 71, and that revival, revival is, is about to come because God is calling people to go out. He's calling people to do things. There's a lot of preparation where we're learning how to pray for the sick. We're doing things. Um, I, you know, I hear Sheila coming to the microphone and just, just the, the, the kingdom proclamations of healing and power that are coming to this church, okay? I mean, that's the spirit of God that's talking. So God wants to do something. There's this, I don't know, th these things that are swirling about that, that are just happening, and it's, I don't know, to me, I'm just, I'm very anticipatory uh, to, to what's going to happen. I've been listening to Ken Fish, who's a fellow that some people have heard, and I'll tell you what, the signs and wonders and the power has never been greater than it is right now, the deliverance. We're hearing, we're hearing stories, get this, about healing from bipolar. Have you ever heard of that? God is healing mental illness, okay? It's, it's happening, it's being released, it's coming into the realm of possibility, where before, uh, it just doesn't happen. But there are, there, are, there are living testimonies of people who've been released, you know, from that, that sickness, that illness. I mean, you mean God can heal that? Yes, God can heal. God can do anything that he wants to do. You know, we, you hear stories about people being raised from the dead. You hear stories about amazing miracles and healing. There is no limitation on what God can do. And I'll tell you, folks, I'm just going to say it from right here. It's coming. That stuff's coming. There's a greater measure of God's anointing. And I'll tell you, when, when the God's anointing comes, there are, there are so many people who are going to be ready to steward the flow of his spirit. And all these people that are going to be coming in are going to be just, they're going to be like maybe we were back in the day or maybe when the first time you came to Vineyard. What was that? What was that? And you know what it is. It's the love of God. It's God reaching out and calling to you and saying that, that I, have, I have come and I have found you. So get this. I'm going um, to move ahead. 
Some interesting things. John got this scripture right here. I was, I'll, I'll share this with you. Um, but it's not on the... But I can share it from here. <laughs> Hang on one second. We're, we're, we're so close. This, this is, you know, I'm, I'm really good at dealing with abject technology failure because it happened for a number of years in the past. But, but this, is, this is definitely setting a new standard, so I think it's a good sign for all of us. Well, I'm going to have to share this. Um, it's from the book of Ezekiel. And, no, I've got, I've got it here, John, until it just, uh, it just evaporated from me. Jesus, help me. Jesus. But um, John was convicted, and we had up on our board um, uh, this scripture for about, I don't know, three or four weeks, and it, it's talking about going after the lost. It says this. I'll just read it. Um, you have not brought back the strays. This was a, a rebuke, okay, to us, okay? You have not brought back the strays. Or search for the lost. You have ruled them harshly and brutally. So they're scattered because there was no shepherd. And when they, when they were scattered, they became food for all the wild animals. My sheep wandered all over the mountains and on every hill. They were scattered over the whole earth. And no one searched for them and no one looked for them. So this is the word that John got about people, okay? And we know people. People who used to be in the church and are not in the church anymore. People used to be in this church and are not in this church anymore. People that you know that were walking with the Lord and are not walking with the Lord anymore. But God is going to do something about that. Okay? God is going to do something about that. I, I had a great video, but I'm just going to have to stay with Scripture. He says there, he says this. This is God's search and rescue. He says, for this is what the Lord says. I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock, when he is with them. So I will look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. I will search for the lost, and I will bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. So God's commitment, okay, is to bring folks back, and that is is exactly what he's doing. John's been having a number of folks that have been just coming back out of the blue. We had our worship conference, and I, we had so many people come out of the blue. Guys, this is, what, this is what the Lord's doing. And there's two ways to operate with God. You can say, God, this is what I'm doing. Will you bless it? Or you can say, well, God, this is what you're doing, and I'm going to come alongside it. That's what's going on right now, okay, is that God is calling back people who are, who are disconnected. And God's putting them on your heart. I said at the beginning, if there's somebody in your mind, okay, in your heart that you'd like to reconnect with, that you just man, they're a good friend of mine. I just haven't talked to them in seven years. You know, as I'm talking, you know, just write them down because we're going we're gonna to do something. We're going to do a couple things here before this is over. It's a great slideshow I've got here. I wish you guys could see it. So this is, God's heart is so there. Um, you know, and, and here's the thing. We, we're flowing with God's heart in so many ways. This is out of Deuteronomy. I have to share this. It says, He defends the cause of the fatherless and the widow and loves the foreigner residing among you, giving them food and clothing. And you are to love those who are foreigners, for you yourselves were foreigners when you were in Egypt. So we have our food pantry. Everybody's a foreigner. I mean, <laughs> I mean, literally, everybody is. I mean, maybe there's four or five folks who are American, right? But, um, you know, hey, it doesn't matter. This is great. I want an opportunity to care for people who are the stranger and the foreigner. So, so God's digging what we're doing here, you know, already. We just need to keep, you know, keep flowing with it. Um, 
So <laughs> when, when, when this church was built, we had a big fundraising um, program, and uh, we created this uh, document here. So I was going back to the archives, because there were just some words and some prayers that were floating around. I wanted to share a couple things that were, um, I don't know, just touching me as we, we went along here. And uh, it, listen to this. This is a, a scripture from that or a, a, a lyric from that. Uh, Raise up an army like Joel saw, a church that is stronger than ever before. They do not break rank when they plunge through defenses, for the fear of the Lord will be their wisdom. And they will weep as Jesus wept, a fountain of tears for the wounded and lost. Whoever heard of an army, O God, who conquered the earth by weeping and mourning and brokenness? And the weeping and the mourning and brokenness is when we open up our heart and we say, yes, I will look, I will see those people that are on your heart. You know, I will, I will go to those people and, you know, I'll touch those people. And this is, this is in our DNA. This is in the foundations of, of this building. We had a, a situation, uh, this is recently, um, and again, this is just showing how my heart is just, <laughs> it's just so naturally not good. Um, we're driving around. It was right when the, when the thing, when things were cold. They just started to get cold. And we're driving around Delaware, which is not exactly the homeless capital of America. But um, the person I was driving with, who I'm not allowed to mention her name, but I am married to her. Um, <laughs> I've, I've been given instructions. I will give you money. I will do whatever it takes. But, th- but this, this was in, in, in the mix. So she sees this guy, and he's homeless, and he's sitting on this bench, and he's just, like, really cold. And she goes, well, we got to do something. And I'm sitting here, no, we got to get home. Come on. And it's like, Meg, what are we going to do? We don't have any money. She goes, well, I've got $200. Go, are you going to give her all the $200? You're going to give her all your money? So I got this, like, bad attitude. And, and, and I'm like, she goes, well, what can we do? She's just got this good heart. She's not even, you know, getting mad at me for being, you know, nasty. And I said, well, we can do something. Let's go. So we go to the ATM, and Maggie gets a, a few dollars here and there. And um, she ends up talking to him, you know, interviews him, find out what, what's going on. I think she ended up buying him some chili from the, uh, the, the, the next place. But she really got a sense of needs. And, you know, the guy's name was Barry the Homeless Guy from Delaware. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, we hooked up with him. But that wasn't it, okay, because Maggie says, well, you know, He's sleeping outside. We need to get some things. So we hooked some resources up through the church, got a little sleeping bag for him, and, you know, uh, a, a big, like, because he had, like, about 10 bags, you know, that he's, he's walking around with. So we got this big, like, luggage thing with, with wheels that he could put all his bags in. Anyway, totally hooked him up. So, again, it's another, it's a cold night later that week. It's even colder, and it's dark. So we're driving around and looking for this guy in the darkness, and all of a sudden... You know, this song comes on, which I would like to play for you, but I can't, okay? But it's the Lauren Daigle song. It's I Will Rescue You, okay? So right in the middle of this, we're, we're hearing, I will send out an army to find you in your darkest night. I mean, basically, I go, Mag, listen to this. I go, this is exactly, this is what John's scripture was. It's about going after the lost, and here we are, we're doing it. So my heart had kind of changed when all of a sudden I said, okay, God's in this. So we went to the library. It's like, oh, yeah, bury the homeless guy. You know, you know, he's not here. We haven't seen him for a while. Well, we didn't find him that night, but Meg found him and, and got him hooked up. And it was, just, it was just really cool. But God's in this. I mean, God's doing, um, he's doing those kind of things, and it, it's really cool. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wind this down right now. This is really the, the last thing we want to do. So how can we reach out, okay? How can we reach out? Um, 
there's a lot of things. I know one person here in our church, she buys cards, okay? And when she hears something on Facebook that somebody's struggling, whether it's from school or church or whatever, boom, shoots them a card. I think that's really cool. We have another person here who works downtown, and she just keeps this storehouse of stuff because you see a lot of people downtown in need. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but she hooks them up, okay? She's got stuff. You know, like when people are like, you know, we'll work for food or we'll not work for food, but I'd like some money, whatever it is, and we like to turn our head away from that because we don't know what to do. This person is absolutely prepared. It's like, boom, you know, she can deliver a payload of, uh, of God's love. Um, but there's lots of things we can do. We can do a lunch or dinner invite. Um, we can offer to babysit. One of my, my constituents from the old um, homeless ministry, so Jesus said, he said that you will always have the poor with you, but I didn't realize that if you have a homeless ministry, you will always have your homeless constituents with you for the rest of your life. So one of the favorite things they like is Western Union, okay, where you can actually send cash, okay. So again, I'm just throwing this into the realm of possibilities. If you're looking to do something for somebody who's in need or broken, Western Union, to me, has been one of the more popular things that you can do. Um, the other thing you do, you can invite them to church, uh, which is a good thing. Now, we really need this. Hey, Rick, could you try to get this up? Because this, this would be really helpful for the, my, my little exercise. Here you go. Guys, this, was gonna, this could have been so good. <laughs> anyway, um, here's what we're going to do, okay, just for the heck of it. Um, there's another person at our church who does this, is that she'll pull out her phone, pull out her cell phone, and she'll go through her little, you know, uh, contacts list. And then if somebody kind of stands out to her, maybe the Lord quickens to her, she'll text them and just send them a little message, like, you know, what the Lord might want to say to them, or, hey, I was thinking about you, and just want to let you know God loves you, or, hey, I was thinking about you, and just want to, you know, see how you're doing. I mean, just a little something. So I thought... It might be cool. Okay, Rick, I had a few little suggestions here that would help us. Keep going to the next one. We're actually up. Okay, there it is. So let's do this. Let's pray right now. And you guys, pull, pull, out, your, pull out your cell phones too because we're going we're gonna to do this. I mean, I said this is a mission. This is a, um, <laughs> you know, seek and bring joy. But we're going we're gonna to have you guys go through your little contact list and find one person, maybe that the Lord quickens, and you're going to send them a message. And I give you just some ideas up here. Um, and it can, it can range anything from, hey, just want to see how you're doing. Um, or if you want to be more committal, let's get together. Okay, that's a big one right now because you actually have to see them. Okay, but that's, that's good. Um, would you like to go for coffee, lunch, a beer? Um, I know it's been a long time, but let's get together during the holidays. This is like Sheila said. She led the word. It's a season of reconciliation. There's grace to reconcile with people you haven't seen because it's the holidays. So if you're thinking, oh, this is going to be awkward, it's the holidays. You got a freebie, okay? You got a freebie. Um, now, this is my favorite one. When I was praying for you today, which would be like in about two minutes, um, I was sensing the Lord was saying, or I was sensing this. You could actually give them a, a prophetic word via, via messenger, okay? We're going to do that. So... Um, or you can invite them to our Christmas service uh, here in a couple weeks. So you got a lot of options. So let's do this. Let's, let's pray right now, and, and then you guys can, can go. And So, Lord, uh, there are people in our lives that we love and that you love. There's people in our lives that you want to touch and you want us to connect with, Lord, that are disconnected, 
that are hurting, that are broken, or, or people that are just, they're, they're just on our hearts right now. So as we go through our phones, Lord, Holy Spirit, uh, just quicken the person that we're going to send a message to. And Lord, I pray for a special anointing on that message of love and care, that when the person receives it, it's not just from us, but Lord, it's a, it's a little kiss, it's a little touch from you. So Lord, we welcome your spirit in Jesus' name, so go. Go ahead and, and search, search your phones right now, if you've got them, and we'll see if we can find somebody we can just send a blessing to. I used to have a, a military shirt, and it said, um, had some skull and crossbones, and it said, uh, kill them all, let God sort it out, but, but I, I don't think that would be appropriate. Something better would be, bless them all, let God sort it out. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to bless them all. Okay, we'll let God sort out what happens, but these are seeds. And I've got some suggestions of what you can say, but, you know, really say whatever, whatever's appropriate to you. But we're going to deliver approximately 70 missiles here, uh, missiles of love, hope, and encouragement. I think it's going to be interesting because a number of you are going to get some things back. Uh, I was talking to this person who does this, and um, uh, they said that, yeah, you know, I might send out seven or eight, and I'll probably get about six responses back, and it's always positive just because you care. So hopefully the Lord's leading you to somebody. And if you have, if you have two, uh, feel, feel free to bless, bless two. Hey, Rick, go to the next slide, too, just. Yeah, we won't play yet, so. And we don't have sound either, so that's okay. You were forgotten. You are not hopeless For you have been broken Your innocence stolen I hear you whisper underneath your breath I hear your SOS, your SOS There is no distance Cannot be covered Over and over You're not defenseless I'll be your shelter I'll be your armor I hear you whisper Underneath your breath I hear you 
this week I was sharing with a, a customer uh, and also a friend down in Florida, and I was sharing that, that the Lord was just um, having me speak on this topic, okay, to just reach out and to the people that we haven't connected with before, and it led to this conversation with him about his brother, and this guy's not, not a believer at all, but um, he talked about, yeah, my brother is just so nice, and I just neglected him, and he, he and his wife both went on and said, oh, we've got to talk to Alan, we've got to, and he goes, Jay, that's right on, that is right on. So I'm getting like conviction from a non-believer, you know, about this message, and it's anointed. We've had some significant spiritual technology warfare, you know, come against us, but you know what, we're not going to be stopped. The beginning, I asked you guys to write a name down, okay, to write a name of somebody that's on your heart. Well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to pray, okay. Not only are you going to go out and maybe connect with somebody, you know, for a meeting, for a reconnection, but, you know, we're going to pray over the people that you want to pray for. Or maybe, maybe you just need to pray for your heart to be in a place where you can do that. Well, we'll pray for that too. So what, we're going to end our service just by just coming to the cross. If you've got a name, you don't have to put your name on here. It's optional. But we will pray for you know, Stephanie's friend, Johnny, or whatever. Okay, And we're going we're gonna to put some prayer power behind what God's already doing. And I'm, I'm expecting to see some amazing appointments and some things, because today's message, you know, wasn't about being smooth or being cool. Today's message is about mobilizing you to go out there and get God's heart for the people that you already care about, and being willing to just, just say, hey, I'm willing to look. I'm willing to avail myself. So, you know, here's how we're going to end it. We're just going to com come on up there. Rick, why don't you play that song again? And just, just drop this right at the foot of the cross. Hmm? Put it on the nails? Okay, that's even better. Just we can put it right on the nails, right? there but if the nails don't fit so um you guys are, are are dismissed we're gonna be up here to pray for others but but if you'd like us to just pray for your families pray for you your friends just let's just come to the cross right now there's never been a moment you were forgotten you are not hopeless you have been broken, your innocence stolen. I hear.